fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust and a hearty, Io Silver, the Lone Ranger. Parts of the open range were thrown open to homesteaders in the early days of the western United States. The cattlemen resented the invasion of their territory. There were bitter disputes over boundaries and water rights. And the bad feeling between the two factions might have flared into open warfare if it had not been for the masked rider of the plains. No one could equal his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness. And it was his vision of the future that united the farmers and the ranchers in a common cause. It was he, more than any other man, who finally made possible the winning of the West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Hopeville! There's going to be trouble! I'll Silver Hawaii! Lone Ranger had disguised himself before entering the town of Hopeville, and as the stage drew up in front of the express office, he stood with Tonto on the edge of the crowd. They watched two cattlemen push their way toward the stage, and then... Let's see if there's any passengers here. Yeah. Yeah, just one. Funny baggage he's got. A board and a little black bag. Just throw him a war bag in the express office, driver. I'll pick it up later. Boss, that's Bob Langdon. Well, shoot me for a coyote. Bob! Howdy! Gosh, it's good to see you, Joe. Put her there, sir. Just a second while I get this bag in my other hand. Yes, sir. <laughs> and terrible Terry. <laughs> Nobody's called me that since you left. Except a few rustlers and homesteaders. Uh, it's been four years. Yeah, that's right. I knew you'd get fed up with Chicago and come back here where you belong. Well, this is the only home I have, Terry. Oh, uh, you're welcome, boy. Come on. We're going over to the cafe and celebrate. Well, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Four years. What have you been doing with yourself all that time? Oh, I wrote you, Terry. <laughs> Wearing city clothes, messing around with dudes. 
How'd you stand it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I admit that it was pretty tough at first, but I got used to it. Hell, bit Hoopville looks mighty small. Well, it's bigger than when I left it. Plenty. There's one thing that hasn't changed, though. Still got a job waiting for you on the old flying W. Thanks, Judge. I told you when you left, you'd always have one. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. I wrote you hombres, but I don't think you ever learned to read. <laughs> Just middle and fair. <laughs> I told you I was going to school, and I was studying to be a doctor. <laughs> that sure was a good one. <laughs> we got the joke, all right. <laughs> a buckaroo like Bob learning to be a sawbone. <laughs> it wasn't any joke. I've graduated now, and I've come back home to practice. This town needs a good doctor. Hey, Doc Miller ain't so bad. He's a vet. Well, what are you talking about? What kind of a doctor did you study to be? Hey, look. Look inside this bag. Mm. You see those instruments? Do they look as if they were made to treat cattle with? Oh, I don't know. Cindy, do you mean you figured to duck the humans? Yes, Judd. And here's my shingle. Robert Langdon, M.D. Uh, we got to call you doctor without laughing. <laughs> well, I don't care whether you laugh or not, but that's what I am. You're a tough hand, Bob. There ain't a better cowboy ever set a horse in the state of Texas. We've got a lot of friends around here, but just because we're friends, that don't mean we're going to take any chances with our health. I'll give you a job, but I'll be dogged if I swallow one of your pills. You can't judge me by what I was when I left here. I've worked, I've studied. I'm a good doctor, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Not on me, cowboy. You better give up the idea. If Terry and I feel like we do, all your friends are going to feel the same. You'll starve to death. I can wait for patience. There must be a lot of people that don't remember me as a cowhanger. Homesteaders. Bob, come on back to the flying W. <laughs> no, Terry. Oh, but we're not going to argue about it. If everybody was as healthy as you two, every doctor would starve to death. And I'm only hoping you you never need me. Say, now, come on. Hey, did I hear you right, mister? Are you a real doctor? On your way, Perkins. My wife's sick. Will you come out and see her? Doc Miller says he can't do anything for her. She needs doctor and bad. I Get will... out of here. Let him alone, Judge. He's a homesteader. You can't be seen talking to him. You want people to get the wrong ideas about you? No, Judd. I sure don't want him to think I got anything against homesteaders. What's that? Nothing against him. I'm ready to help anyone that needs me. What's your name and where do you live? I'm Lodge Perkins. My ranch is about two miles outside town. <laughs> He's rich. I'll get myself a horse at the livery and ride out with you. When, Doc? Right now. You can't do it, Bob. Ain't Judd told you? He's a farmer. He's a homesteader. There's going to be trouble around here soon. You don't want to be on the wrong side. Try to understand this, Judd. As a doctor, it doesn't make any difference to me whether a man's a rancher or a homesteader. You going back on your old friends? All right, if you won't understand, I can't make you. Come on, Perkins. You'll be sorry for this, Bob. Oh, listen to him, Doc. My wife needs you bad. I'll do my best, boy. I can't tell you what it means to find you like this. I know what it means. Five years ago, a pal of mine died out here just because I couldn't find a doctor. That's why I went to Chicago. That's why I come back. I, I know what it means. Come on. The doctor found Mrs. Perkins in a serious condition, and he paid her many more visits before she was able to leave her bed. At last, however, he was able to pronounce his first patient completely cured, and that morning... 
There's nothing more I can do for you, Mrs. Perkins. I know it, Doctor. I never felt better in my life. We're both mighty grateful. Oh, we can't tell you how much in words. It, oh, it's been a blessing to every homestead family in the valley you're coming here. Well, that little Jones baby would have died for sure. And Mamie Cartwright, she's been ailing for months. I tell you, we've been here most a year now, but the valley's never seemed like home before. We, we just never felt safe. It's different now, and it's you that's made it that way, Doctor. Yeah. What are you scowling about, Lige? Talking about being safe. Oh, don't you start on the cattlemen. I'm not. It's just in your nature to worry about something. Why don't you think how well the crops are doing instead? Uh, they won't do us much good if we don't get them harvested. Oh, what's going to stop us? Well... Oh, you got to remember the doctor here was a cattleman once himself. And that proves they can't be as bad as you think they are. <laughs> I swear to goodness, Doctor, the way Lige talks, you'd think the ranchers were fixing to run us off our land. Uh, maybe they are. Oh, nonsense. We got deeds from the government, haven't we? You haven't seen any troops around here, have you? What do we want with troops? That's the only way the government can protect you. Uh, Doc, you get around a lot. Have you seen anything of a masked man and an engine in the valley? Masked man on a white horse? Yeah, Seen him once or twice, not very close. Uh, could Walton or some of the other ranchers be hiring outlaws? Oh, I can't believe the Judd would do a thing like that. I used to work for him. That was before we come here. A masked man's got some reason for being in the valley. Lige, you can understand why the cattlemen don't like the idea of homesteaders. It means the end of open range. But at the same time, they still have plenty for their herds. They have plenty of water. <laughs> they may talk a lot, but they won't do anything. I hope you're right. There's just a feeling in my bones. Oh, it may... give him a tonic, Doctor. That's what he needs. <laughs> uh, who's that? Yeah, somebody just reined up outside. <gasps> the masked man. And the Indian. Lines, Jed Walton and his men are breaking down your north fence. They're getting ready to drive a herd into your corn. Huh? You'd better come with me right away. Hurry up, Lines. Maybe a trick, Doc. This is the outlaw. I'm not an outlaw, but there's no time to argue. He's right. Come on. Just a second while I get my rifle. Oh, be careful, Lines. Don't stop the saddle of horse. You can ride with me. I'm ready. I hope that you'll come too, Doctor. I mean to. Oh, Lines, be careful. If it comes to shooting, let him have the Not race. me. Get up. Yep. All right, Tonto. I'll lead the way, Doctor. Come on, Silver. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. It took me six months to build that fence. I haven't started to drive the cattle through. They won't either. Lodge, let me talk to him. That's my property and I'll have my say. Rain up, masked man. All right, you mavericks, get away from that fence. Get back on your old land or I'll pour hot lead into you. Listen to him. Hey! Maybe that'll show you I mean business. I'll come closer next time. Take it easy, Lodge. You taking sides with that mangy farmer, Bob? He's trying to prevent trouble for both of you. You're breaking the law, Judd. Call off your men. We got our own law. We don't stand for fences. Lige is here to protect his property. He's ready to fight it out, and we'll back him up. I got ten men here. There's just three of you count the engine. There's four of us. You'd pull a gun on your old pods? I'll have to borrow one from the masked man to do it, but Lige is in the right, and you're wrong. If you're going to make this a showdown, I'm fighting with him. Thanks, Doc. What about it, Judd? I'll give you a warning, Perkins. There isn't room enough in this valley for homesteaders. If you want to live... Get out of here. It's my land and nobody's going to drive me off it. All right, boys, get the herd moving. He can't drive us out. I'm going to get all the farmers together. We'll keep our fences guarded night and day. 
If it's war, we'll fight to the last man. Judd's heading for the ranch house. I'm going after him. You're going to try and reason with him? Yeah. Do you mind if we come along? You called your horse Silver, didn't you? Yes. And the engine's name is Tonto. That's right. I'll be glad to have you. Not lies, though. Don't worry. I got work to do. Come on, mass man. Get up there, boy. Come on, Silver. Get him up. You're wasting your time. Hail, Silver, away! You're afraid this means a range war, aren't you, mess man? It looks that way. Uh huh. Plenty bad. The sheriff's too far away. There aren't any troops within a hundred miles. You're the only man who can prevent it. You got a pretty good reputation when it comes to stopping trouble. I'm counting on you. We'll help you all we can. Uh, there's Judd cutting around by the corral. I'd like to catch him before he gets in the house. Uh, him rein up. He sees us. Judd's got a heart as big as a bucket. But he's a stubborn old cuss. Look at that horse he's riding. Look about a time he's having with him. Hit hmm? plenty mean. Uh, it's worse than that. He's a killer. Every cowboy on the spread has tried to make Judd turn him out. But he won't do it. Just stubborn. Judd doesn't have the strength to handle him. He won't admit he's getting old. I'll show you, you ordinary cayuse. Try to throw me with it. Hiya, Judd. What do you want now? Just a little talk. Now look here, Judd. Those homesteaders are nice people. You'd like them if you got to know them a little better. I'd rather make friends with the rattlesnake. Oh, you're afraid if the government moves more homesteaders into the valley, you won't have enough range of water. But that won't happen. The government knows what it's doing. There's plenty of room for everybody that's here. You heard what I told Perkins. I'd get off that horse if I were you. Yeah. Getting ready to buck. Let him buck. And that's another thing. I'm not in the habit of taking orders from outlaws. You ordered me off Perkins' land. No, Look out. Hey. Hold him, Judd. Ah. He's down. That horse is gone from him. Kill him. Come on, boy. Hand him, Silver. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. Judd Walton was thrown from his horse and the Bronco tried to kill him. The Lone Ranger and Silver charged between them. The great white stallion reared to meet the flashing hoofs of the outlaw and knocked him off his feet. Judd's life was saved. But he was unconscious from the fall and the Lone Ranger carried him inside the ranch house. Tonto raced back to the Perkins farmhouse for the doctor's bag. 
And then, half an hour later... He'll open his eyes in a second. Uh, my head. Now, don't try to move, Judge. You've broken a couple of ribs. What? Take it easy. Old bandaged up. What, what happened? You bronked through you, and then he tried to kill you. He would have if it hadn't been for the masked man and that white horse. I never saw anything move so fast. Uh, the masked man, I guess I'd better take back a few things I said. The doctor says you'll be all right if you don't leave the house for a while. Doctor... You really are a doctor, aren't you, Bob? <laughs> It'll be dog to fame proud of you. One of my boys. Hey, don't bust out crying, Judd. It won't do your ribs any good. Who's crying? You take care of yourself, son. I am too. No, I, I mean it. We cattlemen don't have any fight with you. The same thing goes for the masked man and the engine. I'm taking it for granted they're your friends. But if those homesteaders don't move, we're going to wipe them out. If you stand with them, that goes for you, too. Judd, with the Bar D and the Circle X, you got close to 50 men. Over 50. You outnumber the homesteaders two to one. That's what I'm telling you. But that don't make any difference to the mass men. They're in the right. We got our own ideas about that. They're in the right, and he'll fight for them. The odds don't make any difference. Then let him die if he wants to, but I... He happens to be the Lone Ranger, Judd. You mean that? I do. What's good enough for him is good enough for me. I'm stringing along with him. It... Yes? Well, what I said still goes. You'll die. All three of you. You're a stubborn old cousin. Now get out of here, Doc. You've made up your mind, so the next time you see me... Go for your guns. I'll be here tomorrow to put a fresh bandage on those ribs. No, you won't, Harry. Oh, my side. Uh, that comes from talking too much. Uh, meant what he said. You'll die. All three of you. Oh, I'm stumped, mister. How long will he be laid up? Yeah, they won't be able to keep him out of the saddle for more than a week. A week? Judd's the leader of the ranchers. They won't do anything until he's better. You got plan? The way Judd talked to the doctor gave me an idea. He'd hate to see you hurt, Bob. Yeah, I know. All the cattlemen feel the same way about you. As for the homesteaders, every one of them appreciates what you've done since you've been here. What's your idea? Tonto and I are going to leave the valley for a few days. We'll need the help of an old friend. Anything I can do? Just one thing. Go on about your business as you have been. And don't buy any guns yet. I've been figuring on a little practice. Don't buy any guns until Tato and I get back. Anything you say, mister. You'll hear from us on the day Judd Walton is well enough to ride. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scott. I'll Silver, away! A week passed, and the farmers worked their fields. The cowboys rode herd. But both homesteaders and cattlemen knew the truce was only temporary. The war would start when Judd Walton rode again. One morning, the day began with the ominous sound of Indian war cries floating down from the hills. At noon, Judd called his men together and... Hey, shut up, boys, and listen close. Any human billings who have the men here at three o'clock. We'll get going right away. Get all the bullets you need. Make sure you're ready. Where are we heading first, boss? I've got word that as soon as they know we mean to attack, all the farmers are going to get together at Perkins' place. He'll send his wife away, and that'll suit us fine. We're not going after women and children. But there won't be a man alive tonight unless they throw down their guns and agree to our terms. What about Bob? He... 
He'll take his chances with the rest of them. Get ready. At that moment, Lige Perkins stood on the porch of his home, a six-gun in his hand. Is that the signal? Yep. It'll be here in less than an hour. I'll saddle Bessie for you, and you can ride over to the Cartwrights. No. You got it. I won't. This is my home. Nobody's going to make me leave it. It's my fight as much as yours. You can't stay here. We've fought together before. Some of you are sure to get wounded, and I can help that way. I can do... Hey. What? A chance to keep the doc out of it. Tell him he's needed in here with you so we can have some place to bring the men who are hit. I've been trying to think of something. We'll meet him at the line. You'll be safe in the house, and so will Doc. We're all here, Caleb. You ride with me. Mount your Bronx. Boss, that sounded like the masked man. Where? There he is, coming like the wind. Hold it, men. Maybe the farmer sent him. Maybe. We ain't made any secret of what we're going to do. We'll listen to him anyway. You figure they're giving up? Yes, only... Only what? Only it don't sound like a lone ranger do that. Yep. Another minute, you'd have been too late. Yeah, maybe too late now. What are you talking about? Bob Langdon has been captured by Indians. The dark? He was riding along the south trail. A war party rode down from the hills and surrounded him. Which way to go? Back to the hills. You'll have to hurry. Come on, men. The dark's been captured. Follow me. And at the Perkins farmhouse. You sure, Tonto? Uh-huh. Engine get dark. Uh, if those ranchers weren't... Oh, what difference does that make? Let them tear down our fences and burn up our crops if they want to. The doc's our friend. you got to save him. Uh, you're right. Are you with me, men? Oh, and come on. Come on, all There's Tonto, Judd. He's brought the farmers with him. We don't need them. I heard that, Judd Walton. When it comes to that, we don't need you. There are over a hundred Indians in the party. Every one of you is needed. If the doctor means anything to you, he'd better forget your grudges and fight together. Uh, not right. Well, I Last man's talking sense. I didn't say he wasn't. But this is for Bob and nobody else. You're right. If those redskins hurt him... We'll show them. Get up there. I'll silver away. <laughs> With the Lone Ranger and Tonto in the lead, the ranchers and the farmers raced for the hills. Just as the trail began to climb, Tonto raised his arm and signaled to rein up. What's the matter, Tonto? You lost the trail. Uh, you listen. Injured. They're behind us. They circled down through the canyon. Now they're heading back across the valley. You can see them. Judge, hey. they're heading straight for your ranch. Which make you feel mighty happy. Nothing of the sort. I hate you like poison, but I hate them worse. They burned your ranch. I'll chase them from here to California. You local hayseed. Get your brooks around me, Indy. Back trail. They're heading east. And I'll chase him into the Mississippi. Come on, Come on Look now. Hey. They're cutting away from your ranch and riding for Perkins' farm. Yeah. Maybe Judd paid him to do his dirty work for him. What's it? They'll burn my crops in the house and the law won't be able to touch you. Are you still traveling with us, Judd? Yes, man. Will you tell this Easterner that we got law in the West? When it comes to trouble like this, we settlers stick together. Ain't you forgetting I'm a farmer? Ain't you forgetting these Indians still got Bob? Them stop. Yes, they're stopping in front of your place, Lyde. I see him. Get up there. My wife's in that house. What's you leave her there for, you fool? Ah, shut up. Uh, take it easy, fella. I know how you feel. We'll get him, though. Come on, Silver! <laughs> They 
going on? Here, yeah, we got to stop and see about Perkins' wife. Of course. He didn't stay long, lad. She's all right. Ho, 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 boy. Mary! Mary! Come on, Miss Man. Right with you. Mary! Did you have a nice ride? What a nice ride! Yes, he's all right. Come on, we can't forget the dogs. Wait a minute, Mr. Walton. If you're looking for Dr. Langdon, he's in the other room. We gotta get... Huh? Somebody asking for me? What? Doc, didn't didn't the engines have you after all? Yeah, yeah, they captured me, but they decided to leave me here before they started for home. Uh, come on, Lodge. We're not gonna let him get away with reading this, man. I'm with you. Wait a minute, Judge. You too, Lodge. Those Indians are friends of the Lone Ranger. I, I don't think he'd like it if you chased him anymore. What? What's that? What's going on here? Those are Chief Thundercloud's men. Thundercloud don't live around here. He was painted like Apache. I know, but that was part of my plan. Plan? I don't get it. What is this? Gather around, boys, and hear the story. I, I think they'd like you to explain, Mass Man. I got a question that'll stir him out. Where have you been ever since that day you saved my life? Santo and I rode to Thundercloud's village. The chief and a hundred braves came back with us. We've been camped in the hills for the last two nights. Yeah? This morning, Tana brought us word that you were well enough to ride. We knew what that meant, just as all the rest of you did. Yes, you had most forgotten what We knew the signal Lige had arranged. So when he fired the three shots, the doctor took a ride along the south trail. The Indians captured him, and Tonto and I brought you the news. Is that clear? Uh, yeah, it's clear, but... What well, was the idea? I ain't so fond of riding that I like to go chasing 10 or 15 miles just for the fun of it. We hadn't brought that message just when we did. Half of you would be dead now. That's true, Judd, and you know it is. Sure, it was just a trick to stop us. It was a trick to bring you to your senses. Suppose that had been a war party of Apache. Well? Together, farmers and cowboys and ranchers, you might have had a chance against them. Split up... You wouldn't have. Well, sure, that's what I said while we was riding. When there's trouble, we settlers got to stick together. I was glad to hear you say it. And now, Judd, the first thing I want you to admit is that you cattlemen don't need any more range or any more water. We can say we do. You admit it? Yes, I admit it. In other words, there's plenty of room for both farmers and ranchers in the valley. Do you have to pin a fellow down like that? Yes, I know, Judd. Yeah. I'm only asking you this, then. You've learned the quality of the men who followed Lige today. Wouldn't you like to have them around in case Geronimo and his Apaches really do raid the valley? I never knew until today a farmer could stay on a horse. Why, I was riding when you was knee-high to a grasshopper. Oh, but Lige, when you can ride down to it, that cayuse of yours ain't much good. Huh? I got a little bay in my corral that'll shoot you fine. Why don't you come over and take All right, Tonto. You going, Masked Man? We want to see Thundercloud before he leaves the hills. Judd didn't answer your question. He didn't have to. <laughs> and I'm glad you didn't make him. He's feeling mighty ashamed of himself. The future of this country depends on men like Judd and Lige and you, Doctor. But you must learn to work together. Yeah. United we stand. And we'll never fall. Adios. Adios. And here's old Dr. Buckaroo himself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Doc, riding around with a pack of Indians in war paint. But just to show you there ain't any hard feelings, I'm going to buy some of your pills. Yep, I'm going to spend my whole salary on pills. Land <laughs> <laughs> sakes, these cattlemen are human, Doctor. <laughs> I'm finding out the same thing about farmers, ma'am. And where's that mash, man? I've got to tell you... It's too late for that, Terry. Gone? We don't need him anymore. He's heading for some place where they do... Silver, away! <laughs>
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>